0: Welcome to the Enneagram Enthusiast Podcast. I'm your host, Ryan, and today we are diving into one of the most sought-after topics right now in regards to the Enneagram, and that has to do with wings. There are so many questions, so many misconceptions. We're going to do our best in a short period of time here just to give a brief overview about what the wings are all about. I've invited our good friend Lynette Lynn from Enneagram Coaching Solutions to come in and discuss all about wings. Hope you guys enjoy this podcast today. I want to welcome in Lynette from Enneagram Coaching Solutions. Thank you so much for coming in. We're going to get into a very popular topic. It is one of the most sought after things I think right now and I see popping up over the place is wings. And getting into what are the wings, how do they function in the Enneagram and uh, some specific questions that I think people may be wondering about them and kind of put to, to bed and to rest some misconceptions involved in all of it. Yes. And so I'm excited that you're here and we're going to talk about this. And first of all, in your experience as an eight and either having you know, a dominant seven or a dominant nine wing, can you just give us first off some maybe just practical examples in your life of how you've seen a wing portrayed in your life And then we'll get into some more details on on the wings here.
1: You know, it's interesting when, as an eight, when I look back in my early years, I definitely see myself swinging seven at that point. Swinging meaning, you know, using that, the seven behaviors, but just being super adventurous, lighthearted, fun, the life of the party kind of thing. Because eights tend to be a little more serious and about getting things done and all of that. So tapping into that whole... You know, let's have fun. I think the other, as I get older, I'm really seeing the nine more so. Okay. And I think part of that is is just mellowing with age and understanding, um, but but bringing in that nine wing to to really the mediator piece, where I'm yeah. not so you know forceful or aggressive yeah. in that, um, trying to see other people's sides of things. Um, I try and to pull into those behaviors as well. So I definitely see those two.
0: See those two. Okay, so you're talking about as an eight, you see you have a seven wing and a nine wing. Mm-hmm. Let's get into the first, I think big misconception about wings mm-hmm. is that wings can be any number. They, they, that can be a nine, but they have a wing five. And so uh, and I think maybe in just my experience and maybe you can attest to this as well, somebody will go out and take a test. And a lot of times you'll get your back your top answers in the test. And in that, you'll just assume, like, I scored high as an eight, but then I also scored second as a three. Mm-hmm. So I must be an eight with a wing three. Right. So talk to us a little bit about wings and where they're placed within the Enneagram.
1: I am glad that we're talking about that. because, And it makes sense when people read the descriptions and they can see themselves in other numbers that they tend to think those are their wings. But I think what's super important to understand in this, that our core type, the type who we are, in that, that is the why. That's the motivations, the reason we do the things we do. The wings that are on either side, you know, in my case, nine and seven, those are really more about the behaviors that we balance that core type with. So we're never really take you know grabbing on to the motivations of another you know the wings on our side, but it's more using those two that are on each side to to be more balanced. Knowing basically like, um, I heard Ian Cron talk about how they're like the flavor. It's like adding flavor to your time.
0: That's a good way of looking yeah, at it. Yeah, I really
1: thought so too. So adding the flavor and also just having the balance too, that you know you have access to both of those. Look at me, I have my wings out as I speak. You're flying right now as we speak, yeah. Um, But that that it's giving us that balance too. Mm -hmm. So understanding it's always 100% of the time going to be the two numbers that are on each side of you. On each side of you. Yeah.
0: And so one of maybe the more confusing numbers in that is a nine because they're at the top. Uh, of the enneagram circle there but you know it's the two numbers next to them eight and one so it's almost like it ends over here and starts over here in a sense but i like the way you put that either side but also recognizing that they do not come from a core motivation Mm -hmm. that's your primary number that's the core motivations that you're going to be doing and thinking and feeling in life and the experiences that you have but uh, Suzanne put it on a podcast recently. Was that they're just behaviors, right? Just behaviors, right? And and that's where Ian Crone comes mm-hmm. in. Like the flavors, it's mm-hmm. it's the spice, and it's, it's the it's a little little extra that makes you go, oh, where did that come from, uh-huh. and stuff like that. Because mm-hmm. when you're looking at your core number and who you are, it's easy to get stuck in that mm-hmm. so much, and then you have something that pops out as a as a 3 here a hardcore 3 I'm looking at you know we were just talking about before we started this I rarely see like the wing 2 come out in me mm-hmm. but you were bringing up instances of where you see it come out and it's helpful yeah. to be able to recognize that and see that you know what this does come out because I'm more predominantly Uh, A three with a four wing, Uh four wing comes out much more. Mm -hmm. And I heard it like this, too. It can either be like a sliver of the pie Mm -hmm. or it could be uh, the whole pie.
1: Yes. And I feel Uh like with
0: me and my wing four that comes out, Mm -hmm. it is a lot of the pie Mm -hmm. when it comes out. Whereas the two is more like a, a sliver. Mm-hmm. Uh, how do you feel in your life in that? Do you see that playing out in yourself I, and other people, the whole pie I do. analogy? Yeah, way?
1: I do see the pie analogy. And and even being able to just like we talked about earlier, accessing those those pieces of the pie when you at least you know you have access to that if you need to tap into that. Yes. You know, when I um before this whole season, I was a kids' pastor. Whenever I tend to be more serious and driven, but whenever I would get on the stage, you know, to, you know, be loose and funny and goofy with the kids, I knew I had that that I could tap into. Yes. It's like, okay, I know I can have fun. I know I can be crazy, get outside of that. So knowing, even understanding, paying attention to the new two numbers that are on each side of you right because even as you understand those you understand that you you have access to those uh-huh. you know it makes me think of um like a color wheel so for primary numbers right there's three primary numbers well within those three primary numbers all these other colors are accessed so if you were to look at a color wheel you're going to have many different hues of yellow many different hues of blue you know red each one they're all going to be a little different shade, but it's still part of that main color, right? So as you and I, I think, talked about on the last podcast, this isn't putting us in, in a box. Like, you know, a, a three-wing two always looks like this or a three-wing oh, yeah. four looks like Correct. this. yeah. But it's, again, it goes back to those hues that you're going to look, you know, if I met had, we had somebody else in the room that was a three-wing four, they're not going to look exactly like you. And that's the be beauty a of it, Yes. Yeah. And that's that piece of our identity in Christ, that he has made us so unique. I
0: was just going to say that. That's God's unique creation yeah. over every individual. And we can have the same number, same wing,
1: mm-hmm.
0: but we're going to look completely different. Right. And we're going to think different and we're going to feel different and we're going to express it in a different way. And yeah. it's so cool to see how that plays out and, yeah. and all of that. I love that description of the mm-hmm. color wheel. And I think that will help people begin to understand all of that uh, in, a, in a deeper way there. Another question I think that comes up a lot in people's mind is what are the wings for exactly? Uh-huh. What are the wings for? And I think, and get into this a little bit more, but I think they bring an incredible balance yes. to our primary type. Mm-hmm. That especially in very dominant numbers, like an eight or a three, it brings a very good balance in in how we respond and how we think and even thinking about a a type five who could be a wing six. There's such a a, a different dynamic. How does that balance play out in life? Do you do you mm-hmm. see and feel?
1: You know, the first thing that comes to mind as you say that is, I think about the mistyping piece. You know talking with somebody that isn't sure about their type so much because Mm -hmm. of those influences of the wing, you know, they see, okay, well, I'm a seven, Mm -hmm. but yet I do find myself, you know, running through the worst case scenario thinking, and I'm always planning ahead, but yet sevens are, you know, fun and spontaneous and all of that. Well, again, it goes back to that not being behavior, right? Yeah. That back to, I mean, I hate to beat a dead horse, but that that the reason why you're doing what you do, mm-hmm. not so much the behavior piece. Yeah. So people, I think, understanding that part, if they understand, okay, my type is this. I, I It is true. I'm motivated by this. Mm-hmm. And once you're established in that, then that's where I think the wings start to come in that, okay, the, the behaviors or... The things that they're good at, that those numbers on either side are good at, yeah. Um, I can I can use those to balance my personality type. Because don't you think, Ryan? So often, it's easy to get in that mindset of, let's just say, I'm not a confident person, I'm not a public speaker, whatever it is. Right. Yeah. You know, fill in the blank for whatever that is. So you get stuck in that I'm not a blank. Mm-hmm. So even for a nine, for instance, who you know wants to keep things. You know the pace smooth and clear and avoid conflict and yeah. any relationship break. Well, if they're always in that place and thinking, well, you know, I'm not going to speak up. I don't. I don't want to have conflict in this situation. Well, what ends up happening oftentimes is they really can be a doormat because at all costs they're wanting oh. to keep the peace. Yes. But if they understand that they have access to that eight next to them to speak up to lead. Um, that's going to make a huge difference to know, no, I do have access to this. I'm not, I don't have to be just stuck in here.
0: And I think the whole balance aspect plays out when you begin to recognize that it almost alleviates something inside yeah. of you. It yeah. almost brings a little more clarity and mm-hmm. assurance in the sense that, like you said, I do I do have that, it's, it's mm-hmm. available. Mm-hmm. And um, that brings me to the next thing here, accessing the wing because it's one thing to know it and say that I have this wing over here and there's these behaviors that I see over here. But taking that next step and becoming more and more aware of it, how do you feel about people that would would pay more attention to those things and really begin to use them? How does that transformation take place in their life?
1: I do really think that the first step, really, like I said, is is understanding your type first. Mm-hmm. Like you don't want to start exploring into that yeah. until you really understand. That's a good piece. Right why there. you do what you do, but then stepping into, really, just even looking at the other type. You know, reading through the description again. The behaviors, not so much the the motivations, but then using those to to benefit whatever situation you're walking into, which are, you know, things that are uncomfortable or whatnot. But it also is that that transformative piece, like we had talked about, not just having it the information in your head, but now how can I go out and use those things? So I think understanding the two types that are on either side of you, maybe even going to how do I misuse those types that are on either side of me. Wow, yeah. Um, I see... I think that was why it was such a huge revelation for me when I understood my type as an eight because going through life, because women who are eights and men who are twos in society are not highly looked upon, you know, Mm. with men being a two and being the servant and how can I help you and all of that, that can be looked at as more of a female role, you know, nurturing all of that. Well, an eight, that dominant, strong, move forward, that tends to be more of a man. You know, a man is applauded to be those things. For a woman, they're looked at differently. That's so true. I see how I overcompensated so long, trying to <laughs> squelch that eight woman in me because I was not being well-received in the circles I was in because I was direct and forceful and all of that. I would so often try and use that nine- of being a peacemaker and quiet and gentle and I don't need to say anything. I'll just sit here when inside I am dying. Like I am to a point, there were times I would just, you know, in in a situation that go, dang it. Why did I say that in that meeting or whatever? Mm -hmm. Because I was trying to use that wing to shove down who the core of what I was.
0: That right there, I think will help somebody Mm -hmm. because it comes down to like you said the core understanding who you are first of all and i like how you said that because you, you really can't use a secondary until you know the primary yes. you will know, misuse the secondary mm-hmm. and to use it in a way that you are suppressing who you really are mm-hmm. uh, that's just going to cause a lot of problems internally with whatever number you are and how you respond to that and for you like it just it came out like all of a sudden and then you wanted to catch yourself and and so that's an incredible right. Uh, example of how to misuse it there. Mm-hmm. Uh, once people begin to identify who they really are as a primary number, understanding the core motivations behind everything, and feel like they have a good grasp on it, how do you think that wings begin to become the benefit? The benefit of adding the flavor that we talked about, so to speak?
1: I would say probably that permission giver. Like that, again, that permission to. Use what's on each side of you, rather than having feeling like you have to go into a situation unprepared. Having that, the benefit of the skills—let's even say skills—the skills of each of those sides, that you know, the, the healthier, the average to healthier of those sides. I think that's going to cause people to walk in feeling um, that they have something they can pull out of their tool belt <laughs> to use in that situation. It's Do you good. see yourself doing that in any mm-hmm. you know, situations that you're in that you find you have to tap into either side of your oh, wing? Oh, yeah,
0: for sure. Uh, so when I'm doing a lot of work at church, mm-hmm. I will, in different situations and scenarios, I will use either side of my wing as I think more and more about it. When it comes to putting things together, like being task-oriented, I very much tap into my forewing. Because all this creative stuff will just come out of me mm. from out of nowhere. Mm-hmm. I don't consider myself to be a naturally creative person. Mm-hmm. Like I am I, so goal-focused, goal-oriented. How do I get there the fastest and quickest way so that in a sense I'm coming out first, you know? Yeah. But when I get into my, my wing four coming out, I'm like, okay, how do we make this beautiful? I mean, how do we put this in a way that is unique? Mm-hmm. i see the uniqueness coming out. i want it to stand out in a, a very unique way and so a lot of that task orientation when i can get into allowing my wing forward to come into play mm-hmm. it, it adds more beauty to it i guess you can say right. it refines it mm-hmm. getting into the aspect of going into church obviously you're there to serve other people yeah. and so you you look towards the needs of people and so i will see my two-wing coming out in a sense that I'm here for people. What do they need in this moment? Right. How how can I serve them? Mm-hmm. I think when I'm getting more and more healthy, that two-wing side of me comes out a lot more because my focus isn't necessarily straightforward. Yes, I always, as a three, I always have a goal. I always have a destination that I want to arrive in right. and, and do the best I can in it. But when I become more and more healthy, I see that two-wing coming out in me in the sense that this is about people. Mm -hmm. This is about lives. Mm -hmm. This isn't necessarily as much about the goal as it is the journey with everybody alongside me in this. So that's an example of how it accessed both sides of my wings in in those scenarios there.
1: So let me ask you, do you feel like that is something you're intentionally doing like you're thinking to yourself, I'm walking into this church situation. I know I need to serve people. Are Are you finding that that wing is just rising up naturally? Hmm. Or when you're even tapping in, because those, both of those for three are v- very different. Very, oh, very different. very different. Yes. So do you find that you're consciously accessing that or do you find that it's just coming into play now that you're more aware that you have That's, that's a really available. good question.
0: I unconsciously tap yep. into my four wing.
1: Okay.
0: I do. It just comes out naturally. I don't think about it. It's just there. Mm-hmm. I have to be deliberate to, in a sense, know that my my two wing is, is coming out and I'm yeah. starting to flap that wing right there. Yeah. I have to focus on it. I have to say, I'm going to be intentional about this. Mm-hmm. Now, once I get rolling in it, in a sense, like it just, it starts coming out naturally like the four wing comes out. But... I'll I'll be honest with you. Like it's rare that that happens, Mm -hmm. because again, I come back to what's the goal at hand here? What's the task at hand? Right. And a lot of the times for me, and this is bad to say. Sometimes I think I feel bad for saying this. Please forgive me if I if I run you over with this. A lot of the times, I just don't care because people get in the way.
1: Absolutely. And
0: and for me, I have to know this is not about the task, and I have to remind myself. And so that in thinking about accessing both wings, Mm -hmm. you know, it's not this way for other people, perhaps maybe they have more of a balance in it. But for me, I have to be so intentional and think about it beforehand. Mm -hmm. And I have to snap myself into that mode. Once I'm there, it flows, Mm -hmm. because it's there my my two wing is there.
1: Right. And I think that piece, though, where you said, you know, the truth is that you're about basically achieving and getting Mm -hmm. things done. And, Don't get in my way. Yeah. Is a very three thing, right? We Mm -hmm. know that. So it is to to think outside of yourself to move to towards people, you know, because the two is the two person, the two type is so outward focused. Like how can I advance other people? Mm -hmm. Um whereas a three is not. And I remember, I mean, we haven't been friends for that long. But when I first met you earlier in the year, I remember you saying that you didn't see that two part. And then as I've just sat back and watched you, I'm like, oh, no, that I can see the two there and that and there and that. And maybe it is just that even – do you think there's that piece of even really just pausing to to just evaluate where you're at in that moment? Again, that yeah. – that, information to transformation. Mm -hmm. You take that pause, right? You have to do that. Okay. I am doing this or I can do this or, you know, whatever that is. You have to take that. You have
0: to take that into account and do an effect because if I truly want to become a more healthy individual and I want to see God transforming in the way that he wants me to be transformed, then I have to be willing to take a pause and assess and listen to him and, and wonder, okay, you know what? This, this is happening. Maybe because of this or that. Mm-hmm. What am I doing that is unhealthy in this way? Is it because I'm being prideful? Is it because yeah. I'm being selfish? Is it because I really just don't care about anything but getting this done? Yeah. Um, and I really have to go, no, this is this is not the reason. What is the reason why I'm doing this? It's mm-hmm. because I want to help people. It's because right. I want to make something better. It's because I want, yeah. in the end, for people to live a different life, in a sense, and, and feel different about themselves Mm -hmm. and closer to God and all these different factors I can go into a hundred different things that are uh, a really a big achieving piece for me but I do have to take that step back and as we can begin to identify how our wings both positive and negative can affect us in different ways and the behaviors because we're going back to just a behavior right Behaviors can be altered a lot easier than core. I mean, yes. You're probably never going to alter your core. It's just going to be a refining and a smoothing, right. of it, I think, in a sense. Mm-hmm. But behaviors can be modified a lot easier than the core. And so when you're looking at the behaviors of your wings and, and beginning to see how they play out more in a conscious or subconscious way, As long as you're willing to step back and assess and take that pause that you're talking about, I think you can be willing to refine those in a great way that not only benefits you as a person, but it benefits everybody else around you. So,
1: You know, in the first podcast, we talked about how each type reflects the nature of God, right? Mm -hmm. And I think exactly what you just described is that perfect example of in every area we want to reflect the nature of God, right? And and now we have two other ways to reflect the nature of God, you know, that having as a three being able to serve people better mm-hmm. because he came, you know, to serve. And then the creative piece, and yeah. we will all say that God is very creative. But now you can, in that, in your desire to follow Christ and to look like him more, I'm just thinking about this in this moment that those two wings also give us that ability to look more Christ-like in those ways. Yes.
0: And then also in more detailed ways, I think. Detailed. Yes. Because you get into all of these different aspects of it and you can look this way and then you can look that way and you can look up, you can look all these different ways and it brings out a more fullness. Yes. An array of the colors that you were talking about and the Mm -hmm. hue there. So in talking about both have two wings and I mentioned the whole pie thing, sliver or whole. Another misconception that I think people may have is that they don't see one wing at all. But just clarifying that you do have both of them. Yes. And there's a theory out there. It's been said that you have a dominant wing early on in life mm-hmm. and then you either switch to more dominant on the other wing or it adds and becomes more of a balance. Mm-hmm. Uh, Can you explain more in detail about how that works?
1: And I do think part of that is awareness, for sure. Like I had shared in my early years, I was definitely more leaning into the seven. And honestly, I can't even think that I ever represented nine in any way because of just how I lived my life. But as we are getting healthier, as we're moving forward, really what we're doing is dropping those pieces of our personality that that core type that we've used, the defenses, like we talked about in our first podcast. When we do that, when we move into that and we're dropping those, those adaptive things that we do, we start to pick up the other piece, probably that is least like our core type, you know. So moving in that, I see now, as I said, going from that seven place where, you know, in high school and, you know, the life of the party and I never had a problem being the one that Asked for something or led out or, you know, courageous to now moving into that place of, and part of that is vocationally too, as you know, a kids pastor and a mental health counselor, all of those things, I had to slow down and start to see the other side of what people are saying or thinking or whatever, and which right. is what a nine does. Because for me, because I'm always leading with my gut, my thing is I'm right. <laughs> like, I'm right, and you guys all need to just get on board. I think with maturity, we start to pick up the other part that is probably least natural of the other wing. And, and to be able to employ those um, is really, a, it, it leads us to a greater place of health, I think.
0: I agree with that. Putting it that way in that perspective really brings it home for people because it's like, I think a a question somebody may have is if that's true, if I I don't really access one of the wings predominantly right now, how do I get that? Mm -hmm. And I think it's more like you just said, a natural occurrence. You live and learn through life and you adapt to different situations and you're becoming more aware of it. And you're more, I think another thing is you become more comfortable with it. Right. I would say that if somebody is, Self conscious about one aspect of their wings. Just for example, I don't, we'll just throw this out there. Like, as a nine, oftentimes if they have a strong eight wing, they will say something like, Man, my eight wing just got me in big trouble. Mm -hmm. It's going to take me a few days to recover from what I just unloaded Mm -hmm. out there. Felt good in the moment. And so they may take the thought of, Wow, this eight wing that I have that's so strong is not a good thing. Mm-hmm. I need to suppress that. But as you embrace it more and more and you begin to use that behavior in a, healthy way, in a healthy
1: way, in a healthy
0: way, both for you and the people around you, and you accept it more, I think that's when you really start to take that on right. more and more. And that's one of those natural progressions as you're going through life that will allow you to do something like that. Yeah. So.
1: And Ryan, I think you bring up a good point that um, your listeners may not even understand that with each type, there are different levels of development oh, yes. or levels of health. That mm-hmm. I've heard it called a few different things. So there is that healthy, there's that average, and then there's the unhealthy piece of that. So what you just described there about that nine person, they tapped into a very unhealthy part of an eight, which is, Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. and so often that could happen with a nine because they've been repressing everything they're thinking and feeling and all of that. Mm -hmm. And then they tap into that, the eight, because finally they just can't stand it It's a release for them. Yeah. Mm -hmm. But Mm -hmm. if that same nine is understanding the healthier qualities or even the average qualities Mm -hmm. of an eight, that you know they do have a voice their presence matters those kind of things as they start to tap into that they're they're less likely to dump into the unhealthy and regret what they said or did exactly yeah exactly and i see that
0: well, that was a lot of information in yes. 30 minutes here on the wings, but you know what? I think it's it's a good start of a conversation here, and I, I think we'll we'll dive more into maybe what it looks like for each individual number coming up on a future podcast and whatnot. Uh, but again, thank you for coming in, giving Absolutely. your insight and. Actually, you know what? I really appreciate you asking me questions mm, as well yeah. because I do like to ask the questions, but I also like to to talk once in a while. And, <laughs> uh, so I appreciate that.
1: You know, Ryan, I, I do want to thank you for taking the time to do these podcasts or even the posts that you're you're posting on Instagram. because what I know, like for instance, even looking at how many followers you guys have, people are hungry to understand themselves more. Right. And I appreciate that your listeners even want to learn more. And, and sometimes I think we do get too much and we just need to come back to the basics of Mm -hmm. ourselves. But when we understand ourselves, right, then we can start to do the work and it's not until then. So thank you for the effort you put into these podcasts and your posts, all of that, all of it takes a lot of energy and, and you're really helping a lot of people.
0: A big thank you to Lynette for those kind words. And thank you to everybody who is listening today. Please don't forget to rate and subscribe to this podcast and share this with your friends as well. If you're looking for more info and details on this series and the wings that we're in right now on Instagram, head over to at Enneagram Enthusiast on Instagram. You can also find us on Facebook, YouTube, across the board on social media at Enneagram Enthusiast. You can email us any questions you have to enthusiast at gmail.com and don't forget the greatest gift you can give someone is the best version of yourself.